0: وَلو أن أهل القرى آمنوا واتقوا لفتحنا
1: عليهم بركات من السماء
0: والأرض
1: بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome back, brothers and sisters, to season two of the Baraka Effect, the weekly podcast where we discuss and attempt to uncover the gems for the Quran and the Sunnah to live our best lives in Dunya and, most importantly, for the Akhirah. And it's been around three months since we released our last episode. So, what's been happening, brothers? How's everyone doing? Alhamdulillah, yeah. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah,
2: Alhamdulillah. So much has
1: changed in a few months. Yeah. Mashallah. It feels like so, huh? Yeah, getting, newer, getting used to the newer norms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for one, there's quite a bit of movement, movements between the team, like in terms of where we are at the moment. Before, um, most of us were in KL, but now mm-hmm. um Brother Amir, Brother Faisal, they have moved uh, back to Miri where they work and also brother Shahmi, is in Medina at the moment. Mashallah, yeah. To continue his studies. Yeah. How's so, it going? We're, we're so
0: <laughs> everyone is quite busy. Yep. Yeah, correct, uh, correct. We're
2: like half office, half home. In yeah. between, there's so many COVID cases. Like, oh man, yeah. everything yeah. is, yeah. schedule all whacked now.
1: It's all, so <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a here and there thing, you know. Yeah. So, and you know, previously when we were in lockdown actually even though it it seems like we want to go out all the time or something but actually there's there's some silver lining in it in the sense that we had more time to do a project like this for example more time yeah. to do, um beneficial stuff so yeah. I'm glad in hindsight we see see the good of it as well you know yeah true inshallah inshallah more times to read book yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now it, this is, it seems like uh, time flies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Seems like honeymoon phase is over.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. indeed. And you know, in fact, it's been exactly a year to the day, almost over a bit, since the day we first released our first episode in for season one. Oh, Mashallah. Yeah. True, true. Mashallah. Yeah, true. Allah Mabarik. Yeah, Allah uh, Alhamdulillah, um, we praise Allah for giving us that ability and... We ask Allah to give us the guidance to continue to give us tawfiq, to conduct it in the best manner, which is most beneficial. So um, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, we're uh, uh, starting season two again. And you know, reflecting back brothers, back to the idea that uh, started the whole po- podcast, that sparked the whole podcast, mm-hmm. um, when we discussed between us, you know, what did each of us do uh, to implement something uh, in our daily lives to make our lives that bit better, uh, and the barakah that we saw uh, when we implement these these uh, small steps, and I myself found that it's, um, it's a very b- powerful thing, a very powerful concept that kept us motivated also throughout the project uh, throughout season one, and you know actually it also is the basis and the core value that what uh, the barakah effect sets out to achieve so much so that when we went through our brand discovery, our tagline became small steps, big impact, you know? And so it's more than fitting that we start off season two with expanding on this particular topic today, which is small steps, big impact, the barakah of consistency. So what does it really mean and why should we discuss this topic and you know, how, uh, how do we apply in practically in our lives, uh, this particular concept. So firstly, uh, without further ado, we just want to step into the main uh, discussion, which is why should we speak about this topic? Why is uh, implementing small steps and uh, looking up for big impact, something beneficial for us to uh, look into and try and implement in our lives? So any of the brothers wanna give it a go? Okay, maybe andal, I'll
3: start. Andal, yeah. So I
2: think the first basic hadith that we want to refer to when we talk about this idea about small steps, big impact, the idea about barakah of consistency is a hadith narrated by Al-Bukhari and others. There are a few narrations, so I'll just pick one of the, the more concise ones here that I have. So the Prophet wasallam says, waqaribu wa qaribu an lan yadkhula ahadakum amaluhul, amaluhul jannah. So the meaning is do deeds. saddidu, means do deeds correctly. Okay, so that's the first guidance, eh? do them correctly. Waqaribu, get gradually closer to perfection, right? Gradual steps. And uh, know that your deeds will not, by themselves, will not earn you paradise. And the ending, that's the one we want to talk about. which is the most beloved deeds to Allah are the ones which are done consistently even if they are small. So the importance of this subject is that deeds which are consistent are those which Allah loves the most. So that's why I want to Mashallah. speak about the subject.
1: MashaAllah. I think, I think that's the keyword there, you know. You, you've got so many deeds, you know, uh, in, that we can do uh, to please Allah. But the smart uh, person really looks for these gems that Rasulullah narrated. You know, the most beloved deeds uh, and then it's like a, it's like a, you know, something that gives you a high impact, high, high impact. impact. Beats. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly as it says, uh, it's a uh, even if we were little, it's a small step. But this is a very big impact if you do it. So, mashallah, this is very fitting and very uh, consistent with the topic, mashallah. So, yes, this is this is uh, exactly the the hadith that uh, also had in in my research as well. It will be quite central to to our discussion
2: today. Yeah, I want to share also something that's uh, from a research paper from uh, a non-Muslim actually. So people tend to ask like, "What's this?" I think I, I shared this before. I just I just love these findings. I think it's something that's very relatable to us. So does this? Uh, There's a researcher by the name of Daniel Chambliss and he asked a question like, what's the secret to world-class? What's the secret to being excellent at something? So people always ask, is it hard work? Is it talent? Is it some secret methods or some cutting-edge gadgets, tools? You know, what is it? So in 1989, he 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 published this research paper called The Mundanity of Excellence. So what Mm. he did is... Took all these swimmers, from amateur swimmers to school representatives to Olympic, Olymp, world class Olympic swimmers, and see what what do they do differently. What separates the world class from the normal the normal people, right? So it's very interesting. the The findings are quite su- surprising, right? So I'll just summarize the the the, the summary the conclusion. Huh? So he came he came up with three conclusions. So number one, he says that excellence is a qualitative phenomenon. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Huh? What is it? He says this, doing more does not equal doing better.
4: Mm, okay. Right?
2: Interesting. High performers focus on qualitative, not quantitative improvements. It's qualitative improvement that produces significant changes in level of achievement, reflecting vastly different habits, values, and goals. Okay, now take these findings and put it in the context of a Muslim. Is it possible that you do a deed for many, many years and find out that it's not worth anything in the sight of Allah? Is that possible.
1: Yep, it is. Yep. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. In fact, Allah says it that is. the biggest losers in mm. Surah Al Kaf, right? Yeah. Shall not tell you the biggest losers in deeds. Hum Those who were doing deeds who thought they were doing something good, but everything was just lost. But they thought they were doing good. Why? Yeah. Because they were not either they're not sincere or the deeds are not in accordance to the sunnah. So when we talk about qualitative, it's about these two, the quality of sincerity and quality of sunnah, right? So that's, Mm -hmm. mashallah, like the research paper is (laughs) is in line with that, right? (laughs) It's possible for you to do the same thing again and again and again, and not get any better at it. Right? Let's talk about a 10,000 hour rule. How many of us like spend like 40 hours per week in the office? By 10 years, we should be like experts, right? For some mm-hmm. some people like 10 years, is still the same, right?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not going about it in the right way. Yeah,
2: yeah not going about the right <laughs> yeah. way. Yeah. And uh, secondly, so these are the three findings. So that's finding number one. Finding number two is, this is this is nice. This is comforting for me. Eh? This, number two is, talent is a useless concept.
1: Whoa. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah.
2: So this is so this is what the author says, the, the researcher says that the concepts of natural ability like talent, gifted, good genes, they tend to mystify excellence. Uh, things like, mm. that, oh, only some people have them, but, but what they do, what these kinds of perception does is that they mask the concrete actions that create outstanding performance. So this is not true. Like if you think about it, the Sahaba they came from a point of view where they 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 were you know they started off from a starting point way different from us yeah some of them were worshipping idols some of them were alcoholics some of them did a lot uh, they they had zina you know but you know they they and then mashallah like they 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 kept on changing bit by bit step by step and those so small mm-hmm. steps became big impact.
0: Right? You so, imagine if you if you if you told a professional athlete you are so talented. It's like an insult for them, right? I work hard to be... <laughs> <laughs> Come on. True, true, true. Allah.
2: It's <laughs> yeah, got nothing to do with it, bro.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, MashaAllah. So, so that oh, one... Uh, I,
2: I like this, the third one. So the third one is the best finding for me. And I think this is where, uh, for us, uh, we want to speak about in this, in this in this topic. It says that excellence is mundane. It says, the word here is that excellence is accomplished through doing actions which are actually ordinary. But what do they, what are they done? they are done consistently and carefully, habitualized, compounded together, added up over time. So all you have to do is just make the right choice in that moment. And you keep making right choices in the next moment and the next yeah. moment, in the next moment. That's how you become excellent. So for example, they, 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 he gives an example. Yeah? So this so-and-so came to practice on time. Just one decision. Today, I want to come to practice punctual. Tomorrow, make the same decision again. Punctual, come to practice. That's it. Very mundane, right? Yeah. And uh, how do some writers write so many books? They just have the discipline to work for three hours every morning before, before maybe uh, right after sunrise. Very mundane, right? Nothing special. Nothing special. About it, right? <laughs> nothing
1: special. <laughs> and then a hmm. business
2: person makes a difficult, like want to make a difficult sales call, just has the guts to say, okay, you know what? Just going to do it. I don't care about getting rejected. Just going to try. Get rejected. Okay, move on. That's it. One decision. Tomorrow, do another decision. Decision. That's it. Job applicant. You fa- you send a job application, you fail, right? Make a decision to send another one. Fail mm-hmm. again. Make another qualitative decision. Do another one. Repeat that habit, you become excellent at what you do. So, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Huh? When, when this writer, this is Daniel Chambliss, he gave it to his friend. He said, yeah, this is how you become excellent. And then, the, and then the guy says, and so his friend, he looks at his research paper and he says, that's a little bit mundane, isn't it? And then Daniel says, yeah, that's the point. Excellence is mundane.
1: It's all mm, about mm, consistency. <laughs> MashaAllah, Masha mashaallah And also, you know, it, it also brings me to that point also when when you think when you want to achieve excellence, right? A lot of us think about progress, whereby, you know, if you put an effort, you'll get an instant result out of it. You know, mm. like picture this this situation, right? A, a stone cutter hits away at this rock 100 times without the dead, you know? And then on the 101st hit, you know, the rock suddenly splits in half. Now everyone mm-hmm. celebrates that 101st hit as an instant success, like overnight yeah. success, right? Yeah. Yeah. But people don't see the previous 100 times that he hit the rock at the same place, which actually yeah. make, made the rock break. So it's, it's actually a lot of times when we go out to set to achieve or to uh, do something, um, it's not apparent, um, for a long time until the moment of breakthrough breakthrough comes, you know, and, um, we usually visualize this in our minds that, you know, when we've put in an effort to achieve something, it's a linear trajectory, but actually Mm. more often than not, it's actually an exponential graph whereby, um, this is as uh, in the book, uh, Atomic Habits. It's called mm-hmm. the plateau of latent potential. Oh, yeah. whereby, whereby it's, it's like an exponential graph whereby if someone doesn't see that success uh, and, you know, apparent in some time and then the person just gives up because, okay, I'm not going anywhere with this. But actually, they don't realize that uh, the, the effort that they're doing, uh, small steps, even though it's not apparent at a time, mean something and will compound into something in the long run, you know, just because progress is invisible, this does not mean it's not there. Uh, The effect of good habits remain unnoticeable and the weight, until the weight becomes significant, that it's enough to tip the scales to uh, become something of a breakthrough. So that's what actually happens most often, more often than not, you know, and um, and a lot of us perhaps uh, have gone through this, uh, phase you know when when we put in the effort and we don't see results and we go through this thing called the valley of disappointment whereby uh, okay, mm-hmm. we just get demotivated and you know uh, just give up on that but and it's it's actually counterproductive because you just have to go through with it and inshallah um, of course success is none other than from Allah and he grants the risk and hidayah but uh, it's all, all on us to make the consistent effort as well and and the lesson here is to not give up that small steps. If you implement it uh, rigorously and with discipline, inshallah, it will lead you to success. Um,
2: yeah, I remember that graph. It looks like a, the straight line is like the results and the, yeah. the horizontal line is like effort. So yeah, yeah, exactly. our expectation is that it's linear. I put yeah, in yes, yes, X yes. amount of effort, I should get Y amount of results. Mm-hmm. But it's like Reza said, actually, there's a very slow gradual build-up. It's building, yeah. But during that time, it's it, it, your results is below your expectations. Yes, so yes. that's the time where you always feel like giving up. This yes. always happens in any pursuit, whether it's working out, whether it's seeking knowledge, whether it's trying to memorize Quran. In the beginning, it always seems like, oh man, I feel like I'm going nowhere with this. Like Especially if you're learning tajweed right? Oh man, yeah, I just dude. cannot get that one word letter correct. Allah <laughs> understand this makhraj is killing me, you know? Like <laughs> it frustrates you, right? And then you feel like, oh man, I just can't do it. But you just keep trying and trying. Actually, the results are there, but you like results said you don't see it yet. You don't feel it yet. So even like memorization, actually, I, I went through that as well. Like for the longest time, I felt like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not really built for this, but it's okay. I'll just keep trying a bit and a bit and a bit and a bit. Okay. Oh, okay. I memorized that surah. Okay. Let's go one more, I guess. I, I'm i not good at it, but it's okay. And then next thing I know, hey, one juice done. Oh. okay.
4: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> so I think that's what happens in a lot of uh, knowledge-seeking pursuits because I think... Um, yeah, like we, we've just we've interviewed a few people for season two, right? So like I, I'm quite inspired by those who say that when I, what like we asked them, how did you start this journey on teaching people, like spreading them to others, right? How did you start this journey? And 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 I, I recall at least two of them, maybe we shouldn't say their names yet, huh? but yeah, two of them. Yeah, huh? uh, keep it surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but two of them said like, when I started the journey for knowledge, it was not with the intention to teach. It's just I wanted to learn, that's it. I just wanted to learn, become better and better and better and better. And then suddenly one day, a teacher said, hey, can you take over one of my class? And I was like, what? Me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And then suddenly, like, he just tried it. And then the teacher checked his teachings and said, MashaAllah, yeah, you corrected the... You need to correct this one, this one. But otherwise, he did okay. Then do it, again, do it again, do it again, do it again. And next thing you know, they're like teachers of the deen. MashaAllah.
1: MashaAllah. Like, it
3: reminds me of... of uh, I came through a tafsir about uh, from dasir surah mudhasir. It was they say said that means like you say that like whoever of you chooses to take the lead or like behind it's like telling like everyone it's either two options it's either you move forward or you're going to be left behind it's not going to be you're not going to be some you're not going to be stagnant mm. and actually being stagnant you feel like you're stagnant but actually it's actually not stagnant actually you're being left mm. behind because the time we keep on continuing so even though you don't see any results yeah but mm. the fact that you're not indulging yourself, you're, indulging, you're doing something beneficial and not indulging yourself in something sinful and wasteful, it's actually a step forward. Mm. Mm. A- yep. Every time that you're not doing something bad, you're utilizing your time with something good, even the result is not that, it's always moving forward. It's always mm. you're moving
0: yep. forward. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's like what, what in the book, Atomic Habits uh, mentioned, a good habit will make every day uh, or will make time as our best friend, right? Ah, good. Uh, yes, yes. Th- th- For, good habits, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. For good habits, time becomes your best friend.
0: But bad habits will make time your enemy. Whatever yeah. you do. Yeah. Like that's if right. we exercise yeah. every day, if we save money every day or read books, read tafsir, inshallah. But maybe the positive thing won't happen immediately, but it, it gets better every day. Inshallah.
2: So that's why the author, James Clear, he says, the important thing is what trajectory you're on. That's why you have to ask yourself, and of course, Mm. it's it's never like none of us are like absolutely good or absolutely bad. Yeah, we might be good in say memorization, but we are bad in dhikr maybe, you know, I'm just giving an example. Mm-hmm. We might be good in uh, sadaqah, but we might be poor at maybe, you know, treating our family members, right? So these are all, uh, there are a lot of habits in a, in, a, in a person. So you have to ask yourself, what's the trajectory for each one? So one of the hadith that that, that I, tra- I relate to this, uh, what, what Aziz is saying here about trajectory of good deeds, right? Is a hadith that the Prophet was asked, who's the best of people? So he said, the best of people are those who lives a long age and their deeds are good. Wow. So, oh, mashallah. But when he was asked who's the worst people, he said those whose life is long and their deeds are bad. <laughs> so, you uh, see, mashallah. Yeah, yeah. What, what actually matters is the trajectory. And I remember the, there's one class by Dr. Bilal Phillips, he talks about this hadith and says that, you see, Allah knows that if you are on that trajectory of khair, of righteousness, of amal-salih, Allah knows that if you live for another thousand years, you just keep getting better and better and better. And that's why through His mercy, you get Jannah, right? Our deeds by itself cannot carry it to Jannah, but mm. out of Allah's recognition of your trajectory, He gives it to you. At the same time, same thing with the disbelievers. Allah gives reminders again and again and again, try to get them back on track, but they're still getting worse and worse and worse, ignoring the signs, ignoring the reminders. And so this ignoring reminders is also a bad habit, right? Mm. Yeah. Right? So left behind sinning. It. Yeah, they get left behind. So, so people ask like, oh, isn't it like, oh, so this is what Dr. Bilal says, is it like, isn't it like oppressive for people to like, you know, live 70, 80 years of their life and then they enter Jahannam, holiday nafiha abada? So, you, you get this kind, of, you heard these kind of questions, right, maybe from non-Muslims, like, hey, it's not mm. fair, isn't it? So, no, Allah knows that if you continue that trajectory, you're going to just continue and you're not going to snap out of it. So, Allah mm. ends your misery by taking your life like 70, 80 years. Allah knows best.
1: So, it's all about the trajectory. <laughs>
4: this shows that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is knowledgeable. We don't know everything, right? We don't know the the ultimate goal. So as uh, it reminds me of the, the the ayah in the Quran where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, "Wala'u alimallahu." "Wala'u alimallahu." How does it sound like? It's in Surah Suratul Anfal. But the meaning of the ayah means, if if Allah knows that. Um, there's something good in that person, right? There's something good in that person. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would have, you know, um would have given him guidance or something like this, right? Uh, but la that he la yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, but but even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made them here, they're still on that they're still on that trajectory mm. towards destruction, right? Because they that's that's just them. They it's is their deeds, you know, it's 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 how they are. Right, Subhanallah. So, um, I just wanted to profound and uh, may, may I add, add something with regards to, we're still talking about the why, right? So, uh, yeah. earlier on, um, it, uh, you know, what what the brothers talked about, it reminds me of um, a quote from Ibn Rajab al-Hambali when he said, you know, um, we were talking about your small steps, big impact, right? And Ibn Rajab al-Hambali, he said something similar to this. He said, Virtue cannot be attained by doing a lot of physical deeds, he said. Rather, it is attained by making those deeds sincerely for Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, by making them sound and correct in accordance to the sunnah, and by making one's intense emotions and feelings. So, they, of course, there's emotions and feelings involved in this. In the heart, sincere and connected to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, it's what in it's in the inside that you know that, that matters most. You know, the resilience, you know, the 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 um, you know the, the continuance of doing something you know consistently because you know at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He will you know recognize you for your the deeds that you do, and ultimately we will all go to Jannah, inshallah. So um, I think this is uh, something really you know good for us to you know have in our minds inshallah.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you look at into if you were looking into examples, right? We can find it abundantly in our the lives of the righteous predecessors. How implementing excellent deeds um, with ihsan, with ikhlas, um, but consistent in their deeds uh, gives them a lot of, uh, you know higher from it, you know, um, that uh, Barakah that Allah grants to them. And just thinking about it, you can even look into the life of, for example, uh, Imam Al-Bukhari. Um, you know, when he since he started from a young age, he, he, he sought knowledge, he traveled far and wide, and he was consistent in doing that. And and when he was collecting uh, his Sahih collection, right, the the steps that he had in doing so, I mean, for every hadith, the rigorous filters that he applied to it, and then um, small steps such as for every hadith, he used to uh, pray istikara, uh, you know, before he he uh, approved that particular hadith in his in uh, his collection. Those things added up into such an enormous uh, that Allah grants a lot of barakah in it, and we see it to this day that uh, Sahih Bukhari is the one of the most reference book after the Quran, you know. And Subhanallah, this is such an amazing lesson for us all that um, you have to just put in the effort with ikhlas and ihsan and you know, Allah will grant a lot of barakah and you'll see a lot of barakah from it. And to this day, Imam Bukhari, even though he's uh, not with us anymore, right, Rahimallah, his deeds are still benefiting him, you know. And and even perhaps in those days it it's something that he strive upon. it might even be tough on him in some days or something like this. But it's much, much worth it now that even he's gone, everyone is still referring to his book. And therefore his uh, we hope, insha'Allah, that his uh, you know, his deeds are beneficial for him up till you know the day of judgment, inshaAllah so this is something that's profound that we inshallah. can see in the lives of our scholars in terms of implementing small deeds with Ihsan and ikhlas and looking at the big impact behind that
2: yeah mashallah
1: yeah. so maybe i just want to share like how does
2: consist like actually the idea about consistency that's one of the keys to having that Barakah effect <laughs> so, <laughs> <you said it. laughs> right? so I'm going to share two, re, uh, two, two major reasons why. Uh. So one is the practical reason why. And second is the spiritual reason why right, in terms of our Dean. So practical reason why you see, okay, number one, I'm just going to share some research that's shared, that's done by the University of Southern California. It says that actually 43% of our everyday actions are actually habits. 43%, yeah? So if you do 100 things, 40 of those, are actually done like automatically. You don't really think about it. So your brain kind of just frees up the, the, the capacity it does. So actually, this is how Allah created us, yeah? The more we repeat certain actions, the less brain power it's required for our for us to repeat that act. So that's why certain things like you, when you get up from your bed, there are certain routines that you just do without really thinking very heavily, right? Like when you start your car, Right, putting the seatbelt, ignition, you know, like all these things, like it's just you just do it automatically, and sometimes you know, like if, if you trade change cars, you know how some cars the gears are down there and some cars the gears on yeah. the right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. suddenly you you're like looking for hey wait a minute, like it, you know, yeah, <laughs> even like some cars you know the signals on the right, some on the left, right? So when you change, yeah. like wait, this is this is off, man, you know, so <laughs> because our brains are wired to it. So this, this is our brain is like, this. so Allah created our bodies, our brains has this very efficient tool that just tries to make things as requiring less effort in the future. So the more you repeat it, the, more e- the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm. And there are two benefits to this. Number one, the, 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 when it becomes easier, you repeat it. So if you, mm-hmm. you, you repeat good deeds, you just do it like automatically. And secondly, once it becomes easy, right? So for example, like I, let's say I do a deed, it becomes easier for me. I'm just going to give an example. Let's say dhikr. Maybe I do dhikr 10 times, right? Maybe I say subhanallah wa, subhanallah wa bihamdi 10 times, for example, right? It becomes easy to do 10 times. And then you ask yourself, okay, 10 times is easy, right? How about 11? Yeah, I can do 11, you know? <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, if, if yeah, I can do 11. And then tomorrow is like, yeah, and next week, you're like, yeah, I can do 12 next thing you know, like 100, like feels very seamless, right? It, it, yes. Your brain becomes very accustomed to that. So this is like, this is how Allah created our, our brains. So, and subhanAllah, like uh, this is how, I, I remember the book, Power of Habit. The author talks about this guy called Eugene. So Eugene, he lost a big portion of his brain about the memory part but there's one portion of the brain that still remains uh, active. It's called the basal ganglia. This is the part where habits form. So this guy has forgotten all his family members except his wife, but he's forgotten everything. He doesn't, cannot build any memories. So one day he left his house and his wife was scared to death. Like, oh man, this is it's going, just going to end out, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But subhanAllah, you know what he did? He went out, went for a walk, said hi to everyone, just take a breeze and come back and then come back home and make a tea and just sit in front of the TV. That's it. Like, it's like, wait a minute, what the? So it turns out that habits are so ingrained that even when your memory banks are all wiped out, you still do those things. And I still remember one of my friends, one of our common friends actually, he said that he has a lot of grand-uncles who like in his, his family has this history of What's the word for it? There's another word dementia. for Alzheimer. Dementia. That's the mm. one. Dementia. They have a history of dementia. But even in their state of dementia, they always wake up for subuh and tahajud. Like just, yeah, they, they lost everything. <laughs> they can't learn new things. Uh, they forgot some of their own family members. Mm. They forgot their own children's names sometimes. Mm. But the habit of waking up early, last third of the night, still there. So wow, Mashallah! you know, like this is how Barakah comes in, right? Like Allah removes all that stuff, but your capacity to good do good deeds is easy for you. So hmm. imagine now if you did not do that when you have that sound mind, this is the time to plant the seeds, right?
1: Exactly. Ah, so
2: this this is just very inspiring for me. Like if you keep doing it, this is how Allah adds the baraka. Like you just seamless, get it done, you know, very easy. Mm-hmm. And that this is where you can stack up the good deeds as well. So you this is where our Allah created our brains with the capacity to like, oh, I can scale things up now. I start very slow. I start maybe doing like super fast salah. Maybe I start the I'll do like one raka of witr people like, say, hey, what's, what, what's one rakah? I like people say, right? Mm-hmm. Just three ayah. Allah, yeah, three ayah, that's it. In the Alpina Kalkautar. What? Mm-hmm. Just do it first, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you upgrade a bit. <laughs> then you upgrade a bit. Next thing you know, mashallah, you know. So that's that's the practical side. How our brains can benefit, the barakah effect from consistency. But what I love also is about the spiritual part. So the see, if you're consistent in a deed, Allah gives you the automatic rewards even if you don't actually do them. Oh, this, I, I love this hadith. Mm. Oh, this is cool, man. This is cool. This hadith is narrated by al Bukhari. <laughs> yeah? So the Prophet says, when a slave, he falls ill or he is traveling, he will get similar to the reward for the good deeds that he does when he practiced at home or when he has what he is in good health.
0: Oh, sweet it, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> It's like a pet leaf, right?
2: Exactly. That's the one.
0: Wow. Yes. Exactly. It, huh? yeah. I got that in my script actually. <laughs> oh.
2: Sorry, yeah, yeah. It is like it is like paid leave. You're right. Yeah. So even Hajar he commented, it says that, so whoever who has who has the intention to perform good deeds of obedience, but he's prevented from him, but he has that genuine desire that, mm. you know, if I did not have these things that prevented me, I would do it. So that means no. you still get the reward. Wow, For that's sure. so cool, right? So imagine like if you go to the, if you're consistent in going to the masjid so frequently, you go for fajr, you go for zuhur, asar, then you go sick, right? So you're just like stuck at home. You still get the rewards as if you go to the masjid. Wow, Mashallah. that's cool, man. Mashallah. That's amazing, right? MashaAllah. Yeah, so this is the amazing rewards that Allah gives. It rewards those who have this
1: istiqamah. Mashallah. it's It gives us a lot of motivation, you know, uh, to make use of the time that we have when we are healthy and we are able yeah. because we never know what might happen to us tomorrow you know uh, only Allah knows and and you know the best thing we, that we can do is just to prepare for that and and in, according to that hadith uh, if you are unable to Allah will reward you for the things that you used to do so how amazing is that Mashallah. yeah true <laughs> mashallah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I st- speak
2: a bit about business as well. Uh, there's another su- subtle aspect about Baraka when it comes to like being consistent in your business. Yeah. Uh, when you're very consistent, you actually build customer loyalty. Uh, right. Okay. You know, you as customers, right? Do you realize that you actually subconsciously trust a business or a brand if they are more reliable because they're always there? Like yep. when you need yep. it, they're there,
1: right? Yep. Yeah. I I can recall when when I go to some particular restaurants and oh, it's closed today. Oh, it's open tomorrow. And in <laughs> the end, you just give up on them. Yeah, you give up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That's exactly the example. example. So, so some, some businesses are like that. Uh, they just open when as and when required, right?
4: Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. this
2: annoys you, man.
4: <laughs> very.
2: <laughs> but those shops that have consistency, <laughs> like you have, even you see, uh, the people talk about consistency. People always start think like 24 hours. But you see, the thing is, it's not necessary. Yeah? I know a lot of businesses that are very consistent, consistent in opening only in the mornings like some businesses they open for breakfast only right maybe yep. some, say 7 to 10 but mashallah very consistent and you, you it's reliable you know okay if i come 7 to 10 inshallah they're there right? Yes. Mm, yes. Yeah. It builds loyalty. So I think this is like it's so it's ingrained in us you know and that's one of the things we wanted to do for the podcast. We want to make sure we are consistent in this. We don't want to be like release like five episodes and then a holiday for six months you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we want to be like every week come out even if it's going to kill us right? <laughs> <laughs> We've gone through that right? <laughs> 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 Masha, Allah.
1: <laughs> Masha Allah. Masha Allah. Exactly. So yeah there's, there's a lot of uh, truth in that in sense you will experience that in real life, <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, true. So SubhanAllah, like um, being that, that very consistent uh, model, it just creates this uh, loyalty that people know, okay, I, I, I want to look out for this. I can, I can rely on this. So you actually build that trust with that brand better when you're consistent.
1: Yes, mashallah, MashaAllah.
4: Just look at the brands that we have now, the, 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 the brand that, you know, immediately comes to mind when people say okay. you know, there's things like fast food, you know, yeah. McDonald's, are McDonald's. It's always there Right it's, yeah. yeah true, it's always true. There and it's uh, sad,
1: sad but true <laughs> Sad but true yeah. They capitalise it uh, But they're selling The wrong, wrong things as well.
2: Actually that's a brilliant example You know McDonald's right The taste of For example fries or burger Mac Has never yeah. changed right?
1: And it's the
4: same In KL yeah. As it is in Miri yeah. Exactly yeah. as As it is in Saudi Arabia that's yes, right. Okay. <laughs> right there you Someone go. to verify that there. <laughs> <Mashallah>.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but as for some shops, you always have this kind of like distrust, you know, like, or the they yep. change management, it's uh, probably uh, not gonna be Oh
4: yeah, Yeah,
2: but but a lot of these like fast food chains, they know loyalty works, right? If you if you hate it, at least you hate it with a degree of consistency. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, you know what to expect. But if you love it, like you're gonna get that same great taste, so to speak, right? But some businesses, they like even Stephen uh, Stephen Covey in the book Seven Habits, they speak about this as well. Like when you're consistent in dealing with a, a certain food, right? You always be tempted to like you know reduce certain ingredients, you know increase the profit margins, and over time, yes. people get it, man. People are like ah. Like, man, it's okay, I give up on these guys.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Mashallah. That's true. Yeah, so I guess we've talked quite a lot on the whys, right? And perhaps it's beneficial for us to to really go into the practical steps. Um, You know, for us as uh, the common person on the street, we have. our families, our work, and our communities to juggle in our hands. How do we actually implement these, these small steps and to get a big impact in our lives? You know, how, how do we go about it? What's the best way um, that we can, we can implement in our lives instantly to, to really get on this path towards small small steps and being progressing in that? So uh, yeah. I think we
3: need to know understand like like consistency, it's something sometimes is a it's enigma, right? Like not some people try it and they fail. Yep. But some okay. people they're yep. they're more seamless. They, they tried once and they got hooked to it. Mm-hmm. Uh so, so it's it's actually it's really uh from, from a religious perspective, if you're looking for uh under religious date, it's it's a hidayah it's a guidance from Allah. It's that yes. Allah yeah, yeah. make it easy for certain people to do it, Obviously. and sometimes it's a bit difficult mm-hmm. for others but that yeah, yeah, does yeah. not mean that you should stop and you should, yeah. you, you can, there's, there's uh, the roads, the path to goodness. There's a lot. If one doesn't work for you, there's other ways, there's other uh, paths that you can take. It's, it's not one and that's, that's all. There's many other things that you can do. So you need to sometimes uh, uh, suit that with your with the current um, commitments that you have in life, yeah? your, your work timing, your, fa- uh, your commitments to family. So sometimes certain deeds are easier for you than others. So for instance, mm. like, uh, like some people, they are more easy in terms to, uh, to be dutiful to their parents because they, they stay nearby. Mm. Maybe yeah. some of the siblings are far away. So, uh, so, so know what are easy for you. The, 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 lower, uh, the lower hanging
1: fruits, mm. go for those first. Mm. Go yeah. Mm. So basically notice, uh, have, a, have a reflection on what has Allah made easy for you to, to do instantly already and then just build on that right and 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 as you said, as, said before uh, this interesting thing there that actually all of these are ni'mah from Allah it's uh i mean every single thing that we we are owning or we are able to do this is a ni'mah from Allah and it's only fitting that to make it easy for you that you always ask Allah for it you know don't stop making dua for it ask Allah for guidance to make it easy for you to do it and I guess at times we often underestimate this this uh, this power of dua in terms of asking Allah for every single thing that we require because um, sometimes we we forget that you know everything comes from Allah but if you really reflect on it you know you know this microphone is uh, Allah made it easy if, uh, for it to be used in the best way um your clothes on your back, Allah made it made it uh, easy for you to, to obtain it. So every single thing that you have, just reflect on that. Um, even the mask that you wear nowadays, right in the in the public, this is all from Allah. So if you just think about and reflect on that, and know and realize that that uh, you know to embark on something, to be consistent on something, to make progress on something in in small steps or uh, to achieve small steps and big impact, first thing you have to do, ask Allah for it. So that's inshallah. that's you know, where we inshallah, uh, inshallah should start and, by reflecting. And also, there's a danger. Like for instance, one of the hadiths Arbaeen. I can't remember which
3: one that talks about. Mm. Like someone who who live who spend their entire life on goodness, and but another day he works he he does something on a on a bad deed, and Allah grant him a, a bad ending. Yeah, so and vice versa. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And then when I heard some of the uh, explanation of this hadith, it was like one of the reasons that the, that person uh, flip and and go to the other the other, the other ending is because he's uh his, he has this kind of like entertainment and um, entitlement um, mentality like I've done good, I'm a guy with a beard, I'm, I do a lot of sunnah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure Jannah will will uh is for me. Oh so, uh-huh. right? so you have the entitlement mm-hmm. mentality, but it's never it, it's a. Uh, it's never your uh, if, if Allah doesn't wield that for you, that you will never do it, that you never get that that I'm It's Allah mm-hmm. who 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 plans it and who makes it easy for you to do it. Yeah. So yeah. never ever attribute all the goodness to yourself. You just yeah. try your, you do your part, which is to to, to to try your level best, to do what is beneficial to you. How, mm-hmm. how big or how small it is. You just work on that path, you concentrate on that. And Allah will opens up doors, bit by bit, bigger, bigger roads and bigger paths in the future. And never ever have that mentality that that goodness is from you. Because I studied a lot. Yeah, I've studied, yeah, I've studied yeah. this hadith, I don't know. I've studied this book and that book, I should be someone right now. Or, I, mm. or, or maybe I should have, I should be better than that person. You know, I, I've done this course, that course. Yeah? Never have that. Yeah, Because mm. in, a split, in a split second, Allah can take that away from you and you can and you can be among the losers.
1: Mm. So it's to
2: first recognize that any good habits that you can do is a tawfiq from Allah.
1: Right? Mm, that's the main yes, one.
2: Yes. Actually, you since you said this, right, it reminds me of the story, the second story of Suratul Kahf. You guys remember which story that is? Second story, yeah?
3: About the about uh, so garden. The, the, the garden. Yeah, the, guy, the okay.
2: man who owned two gardens, right? So he yeah. said those those things like what Amir is saying. So he was very proud of himself. <laughs> oh, I don't think this will ever go away. Like, you know, oh, if the if the day of judgment comes, I'm sure I get the same reward. Oh, this is all because of me, you know? And then, uh, and then if I were to return to my Lord, ah, I'm sure he'll give better than this. So he has this kind of entitled Mindset. He, he always believes in his own capabilities. So that's why his brother, the, the other the, the friend or the brother, depending on the, 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 the tafsir, they said that his companion said to him, You should say, Masha'Allah, la quwwata illa billah. Right? Masha'Allah, all of this I couldn't have attained except with the strength, uh, none of this strength I could have attained except by Allah. Allah. Yeah. So yeah, this, is, this is mirrors what the, the point that you guys are making here, Masha'Allah.
0: Masha'Allah. The first thing is, to acknowledge that everything is from allah right we need to ask from him and i think uh, to to achieve this small step and big impact is that uh, what uh what i may also mention just now is try to find something easy to implement mm. it now right and consistent just like uh, uh, the prophet wasalam, said so. make things easy and do not make them difficult it's in uh, bukhari, mm. uh, bukhari yes, you know, Muslims. I think that's the the first step, right? To 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 get any habits, try to make things easy first. <laughs> For example, <laughs> zikir, morning zikr. Try to, uh, what memorize one, one zikir first, right? No, not not yeah, all of them, yeah. because you will be overwhelmed with, overwhelmed, yeah. with yeah, everything.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and just build on that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mashallah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I really like this point. So the Prophet sallallahu Yes, wa sallam says, siru wala siru. make things easy, don't make them difficult, right? I think that's the hadith that uh, Aziz is quoting right. here, right? Mm-hmm. So actually I realized that the reason why we don't, sometimes don't do habits is that uh, we don't have that. Okay, there are two reasons, right? The reason why we procrastinate deeds, either we can, we want to avoid the feelings of discomfort because something looks heavy, it looks stressful, right? We get this anxiety, ah, oh, so difficult. The notion of memorizing Quran, oh, 30 Jews, OMG, I cannot do this. You know, like that's the, the, the mentality that we have, right? And then secondly, is because we don't have a sense of uh, urgency. So, okay, put that aside. So I think how do we remove these feelings of discomfort and actually get started? So you actually do it with this uh, to make it easy. So in the book, Atomic Habits, the author speaks about, they call it two-minute habits. So actually everything you want to do, they can, there's always a way to make it two habits at uh, two minutes. And two minutes is easy, right? I mean, you know, who doesn't have two minutes, right? So actually, this is how I did a lot of uh, some of the deeds that I, I tried. So for example, right, just to share... This is how I started washing the dishes. I, I confess, mm, uh, I really okay. hate doing dishes. Uh.
4: Oh, <laughs> really, <yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some house chores, no problem, inshallah. But dishes, oh man, it just uh, annoys uh, uh. me. Dishes, dishes is, the, is, is
3: the by default husband task. Yeah. <laughs> it's the by default. Yeah, dishes and throwing out the
2: garbage and emptying yeah. the garbage. <laughs> garbage is okay, but yeah, what to do, Miss Keen, right? <laughs> so, anyway, okay. so anyway, what happened is like after our first son, our, our son was born, then I, I noticed like, no, house chores were getting a bit burden for my wife so I thought okay I want to try to relieve some of the burden but looking at dishes I'm like oh man I just can't do this so I told my wife, you know what uh, I want to start doing the dishes but I just can't bring myself to do it so I tell you what can I just wa- wash like just one minute of dishes that's it She's like, oh, okay. what's one minute gonna do? Is this Ah, no, no, it's okay. It's so just, just give me a chance. Just give me a chance, right? One minute, okay, one minute, I'm done. <laughs> it. It's pretty bad, right? But then, like, as time went by, one minute became one and a half minutes. So then it became like five plays. Then we got like ten plays, and then like. After I think like uh three weeks or something, like, uh, two two or three weeks, I did like all the dishes every day you now. <laughs> so it, it takes time, yeah. It like it, small changes always seem like ah, oh, it's like ah, there's no, it doesn't make any difference lah. Come on lah, can. But actually, you do it consistently, because like you know, if it's one minute, like ah, one 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 and a half minutes, come on, three seconds. Come on, bro, be a man lah. Okay lah, okay lah, one and a half minutes. You know, like <laughs> so it, the, the 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 psychology is it's not that difficult. So actually, uh, this works for anything. And actually, this is how I started reading books as well. I, I, I only started reading Habit after the COVID, uh, after the lockdown actually, about 2020. And the way I started reading books is actually just spend like in the mornings, uh, after Fajr, I spend like five minutes, that's it. Five minutes is mm-hmm. not that much. Okay. Five minutes is very simple. But in practice, it uh, if you do five minutes every day in a year, that you get like 1,500 minutes, right? So if you do the math, right? Actually, uh, one one bestseller book will take right uh, maybe to three three hundred pages. It takes like three hours to read, three or four, four solid hours to read. So actually, if you keep up five minutes a day, you can actually read 10, 10 bestseller books by in a year. See twenty, I think, ten or twenty around that range, mm, okay. um, wow. which is okay, right? I mean, five minutes leads to ten books, yeah. and, inshallah, right? <laughs> you scroll <laughs> on Facebook for
0: two That's really hours. Good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I
1: didn't want to say it, but okay. <laughs> That's true.
2: And I have a confession to make as well. This is how I started to pray the sunnah prayers. Um, you know, previously, I always made an excuse that like, you know, because we're going to the masjid, I don't have time to, you know, do all that 12 raka'ah prayer, you know. And, and the problem about me is like, I always, I, I had this perfectionist problem. This is another problem. This is another problem that prevents us from Doing yeah. deeds consistently. When we are perfectionists, mm. this was my problem. When I wanted to do sunnah prayers, I always considered sunnah prayers like, okay, this is the time I want to revise some memorization of Quran, so I will recite some long way. Then some, you know, it takes a long time if you want to memorize, if you want to <laughs> revise. And then I would want to, okay, if I want to pray sunnah, I want to pray at home because the best prayers are prayers at home for sunnah, right?
0: Mm. But when but, you reach yeah. home, ah, <laughs> right, <laughs> true, true. <laughs> that was the
2: problem. I it, and in the end, I don't yeah. do it. Ah, oh, um, like so frustrating, right? I <laughs> yeah, was very
0: relatable, bro.
4: <laughs> oh, you also. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I thought, you know, I can't do this. So so I, I started this habit, like, okay, if I want to start this habit and I want to pray at home, I have to make it very easy. So I make it very easy. I really just, I confess, yeah, I I started praying. <laughs> <laughs> it's lousy turaka'ah, but it's still turaka'ah, right?
3: Yes. Indeed, indeed.
4: That's
2: right. Imperfect two raka'ah <laughs> is better than zero raka'ah. Am I right or wrong?
4: Exactly. 100%. Yes. yes 100%. 100%. So
2: I did it. Super bare minimum. SubhanAllah. <laughs> SubhanAllah. Yeah. SubhanAllah. That's it. Like, keep minimum. But yeah, it became yeah, easy. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's like that's less than two minutes. Okay. Yeah. Do one more. Oh, okay. And then like, you know, and then as the lockdown eased and then the masjids open, I oh, I can do it now. Like I know I had that habit planted now. But here's the trick. Don't go home.
4: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. <laughs> quit, quit the perfectionism. At the masjid, salam, recite the zik- d- Do two rak'at Quick one. Allah, yeah. <laughs> <Let's> go home. <laughs> True. So, like this, yeah, this yeah, like, making it easy is Subhanallah. Mm-hmm. It's such a practical life tip. It's so powerful. Right, you can get so many things done. Anything mm-hmm. you want to do. Like for example, I had this problem about you know reciting hundred zikir at a hundred times zikir mm-hmm. because the idea about sitting down and doing hundred times is difficult, right? So break yeah. it down, right? just do a little bit, do a little bit here, a little bit here, little bit. Here, little bit there. Mm. It's done already.
3: Can 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 I can I interject on that point? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh. Like on, on this hundred zikir, right? So, yeah, same. Very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but I think one thing helped is that I got from some, someone else is you time it. You you time okay. yourself. Let's like say 100, 100, uh like takes you like a uh, 50. 15 minutes. Yeah. So mm. you just do the chores at home, do jogging without counting you do 15 minutes yeah okay then roughly it should be 15 minutes should be 100 okay. Uh, okay 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 that's good <laughs> that's good it's yeah, like a, uh, that's okay. part of making
1: it easy, right? Making yeah, easy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you don't <laughs> stress yourself counting, with the numbers. Yeah, you're counting, it becomes stressful on you sometimes. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You
2: stress yeah. yourself with the numbers, right? But this one's like um, time. And then, teet, teet, teet. oh, okay. Uh,
1: minutes, uh, <laughs> I don't know whether I do it. No,
3: okay, add, uh, we don't know. Then add five more minutes. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> actually, actually that's better really because it, you can reflect better than just focusing on how many times you have times, done it. Yeah. yeah, True. Exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. MashaAllah.
3: RajAllah. Masha <laughs> talking, talking about bare minimum istikoma. So this is I think mean, this is, is very is, is very significant. I would don't take it the wrong way, yeah. So when they say like istikoma, yeah, people always relate istigma to the um uh, action of the heart, yeah. It's uh the, the most primary istigma is, is actually the firmness of your heart. And the most minimum uh and the most minimum istiqamah is istikoma upon tawheed mm, uh. at all times. That's what you know Rajab mentioned. So mm-hmm. this not to say that uh, so last time when I went up, when uh Ustaz, you taught us this. Eh? So how ah, at least I stick on tawhid you know? I, not, not istiqomah on on Sword Sunad, what at least it's to come on tawhid <laughs> The minimum. But actually that's not that's not the way. But the message is not that. The message is oh. the most minimum is istiqomah on tawhid But build on top of that. Mm. Don't just uh istiqomah on the I have Instagram on That's it. That's it. Man.
2: Yeah. yeah There's another way of looking at it. He's it, it, saying that if that's all you have, you're walking a very thin line, bro. You're going to fall down anytime. That, that's another way of looking at it, right?
4: <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: SubhanAllah.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah what, what, what tolerance do you have left? <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: Margin for error is very small.
1: <laughs> SubhanAllah. Oh, mashallah. Oh, mashallah. And also, another point about making it easy, right? You come back with the, with the hadith that you mentioned in the in the, at the start you know the most beloved deed to Allah is the most regular and is constant even if we were little so mm-hmm. don't worry that you're just doing little as long as you're doing it constantly then it's inshallah this is one of the, the most beloved deeds to Allah so something to remember to yeah. tie it down back to that hadith
3: there's one gem when, when we talk about istiqamah I remember uh, a lesson say that why is important
4: mm.
3: why why firmness is why consistency important and firmness is important because for you to be istiqama on the on the sirat on the day of judgment depends on how istiqama you are on the in in this life oh, so how how you are in this life will depend on how istiqama you walk on the on the sirat how how the way you walk is the way you walk in this life the way you walk on the on the sirat is the how you walk in this life how istiqama you are in, the, in, in this life
2: mm, that's yeah. Uh, maybe I just want to share a slightly different tip. Is, is it okay? I, I move away from the, the easy part now. Just another one. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, so I think Quite the done. first things first, if you want to achieve consistency in anything, you need to have the right intention. It's always class first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Sure. I have to ask, why, why, why? Any habits you want to do. What, any habits you want to do. Say you want to achieve a successful career, prestigious, mm-hmm. high paying. Why you want to do that? You want to lose weight. Why? Why do you want to do better in your career? Why do you want to be a better father to your child, better wife to your husband? Why? I want to serve my parents better. Why? You have to ask yourself Mm -hmm. first, right? Mm -hmm. Because it always boils down to this. This is what it means to have high aspirations. If your intention is dunya, you know, dunya can mean a lot of things. Yeah, We're just going to simplify things to like dunya. Dunya can mean fame, fortune, women. What else? Uh... Mm, recognition yeah. mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah. all these things are dunya right comes under the general but the thing is all of these things will fade you will not carry this to the grave right and in fact even in your lifetime you will after, as time goes by as you grow older your desire for these things will go away will fade away correct yeah. Correct. even yeah. the most power hungry people when they grow older are like ah.
1: I don't want any more, yeah. Do all for this. Yeah, like when they <laughs> money, need it. Yeah. No yeah.
2: money, right? That uh, you know, I just don't really feel like it anymore. Uh, Women, mm. also the same thing. After a while, they're like, I, I, I can't do much anyway. Like uh, my yeah. health is already like this, right? All this will go. So when Allah snatches it away from you, you, just you just don't have the stamina to build that habit anymore. So you need to have this alo al himma. If your desire is Allah and the hereafter. It always comes down to believe in Allah and the Last Day, right? Notice how a lot of Hadith and Ayat Qur'an is always Billahi wal Akhir, right? Yep. Because right. it's always these two things, right? For for your for your hereafter, and why do you do it for hereafter? How do you gain success in hereafter by seeking the pleasure of Allah? So that's why it's a very powerful statement said by one of the guests that we got, that we interview, which we will not spoil. Ah, mashallah.
1: <laughs> right? Some I sneak peeks here. Yep,
4: some <laughs> sneak peeks here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the quote here is. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah? if, I, if I'm if I'm quoting this wrong. So the quote here is, <laughs> any deeds that are done sincerely for the sake of Allah, that will remain and continue mm-hmm. to last. Mm-hmm. And any deeds that were done for any other than Allah, it will be cut off and separated.
1: Wow. is this, this is very That's- profound. It's the Allah.
4: definition of barakah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is it, is it yeah. doing
4: do, doing things for the sake of Allah? That's mm. it boils down to that, right? Exactly. To, yeah. to put it in simple words. You know, simple yeah. words. That's that's what it means. So that's why the, some of the salaf they said uh, Abu Bakr did not su- surpass them by fasting or doing good deeds. You know, they said that Abu Bakr didn't uh, didn't surpass surpass them by doing fasting or praying a great deal. You know, but it was something that he had in his heart. Which is what? Which is sincerity. And mm. again, Ibn Mas'ud Inshallah. uh one who he said the same thing. He said to his companions, he said, to his students and so on, you fast and pray pray more. You you fast and pray more than the the, the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, Yet they were better than you. So <laughs> so why did, why is this? And then the the, the the students asked, Yeah, 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 yeah. Ibn Mas'ud, why? Why is that so? So he said they had less interest than they had less uh they had less interest uh, uh in, in worldly gains then you 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 guys do so meaning to say it's something in the heart you no know, when you want something of worldly gains right it means that you are less sincere to Allah towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala right hey, because you want something you you want something from this world you you see you see the rewards in terms of money you see the rewards in terms of you know whatever it is that you desire in your heart so, mm. subhanAllah, the companions they didn't have this or maybe they had this but you know the, the their desire for to gain Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's mercy is you know, surpass uh, is uh, unbelievable we we can't imagine how you know their iman is you know so subhanallah, subhanallah. that's yeah. that's that's something that you know can make simple deeds grow big, you know, small small steps big impact. Mm. I, I think also that will like
3: for instance, if you if your if your end goal is, is the akhirah, the reward of Allah in, in the akhirah, yeah. So your consist- consistency, your istiqamah in this world is not is not it's not uh, bogged down. It's not uh, it it's will not, not shaky, be influenced right? by by yeah. the reward.
0: So mm, for instance,
3: okay. a, a very famous uh, example. Sometimes you find like a, yes, a, a yes. Sheikh in in in, in uh, Masjid Nabawi has no students. Only maybe maybe one person <laughs> uh, is listening. Yeah, but he, yeah, ta- I've he, seen he that. teaches every single day. Oh, you've seen that yourself, Ashami? Huh, <laughs> yeah, of <it's laughs> you one eyes, huh? Okay, <laughs> To the point, some no, of the, some of the uh, sh- a sheikh who who, uh, who are big sheikh said, Oh, Mashallah, I study from this guy. I study from this guy who who's right now who has no student. I I benefited from him from his knowledge.
2: Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guest that we're going to interview talks about that. Wow, uh, <laughs> so, ne- never belittle that one student that you get, okay, sneaky there, huh? okay, what <laughs> <Allah. laughs> <laughs> let's get to a practical discussion. Why does intention about Akhira matter so much? Okay, so actually there are practical reasons why. Eh? So let's talk mm. about this in a productivity perspective. If your intention is the Akhira, is Jannah, is about success in Yawmul Akhir, you know, if this is your, you know, you pursue the change, whatever habits that you're going to do, the consistency with the intention of seeking the pleasure of Allah to earn His mercy to attain Jannah. Okay, the practical side is this. Number one, your vision, that that thing will never change. You will always mm. be in need for this. Mm. This purpose is whether you are, you know, you're, you're a teenager, whether you're a child, whether you're just about to start work, whether you're in your midlife crisis, whether you're in your post-retirement, this success, it's still important. It will never change. Yeah, this is still yeah. your goal in life, right? Yeah. For other yeah. things... If it's other than for Akhira, it can change, right? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. you exactly. sometimes I want to be there, sometimes I want to, you know, get a higher sure. paycheck, sometimes I want a bit more recognition, sometimes your, I want yeah. to.
0: Priorities like, change throughout <laughs> your lives, right? Yeah. If, if, if I have achieved this goal, then I will be happy, right? Like, ah, for example, yeah. exercise. If I can be <laughs> more... Athletic body, so I can specky. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can get, get that. Right. <laughs> it's like a or, or I can get my first million, and after you get the first million, that's it. We don't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But when they reach it, they don't feel anything. What's, that, what's next? What's next? Exactly. next like, yeah, yeah. In exactly. Fact, people want more after they get what the first million, they want the second million. Hmm. You can yeah. see yeah.
2: yeah. you know, I just finished reading this book by um. Andre Agassi, uh, he wrote an autobiography, it's called Open. He said that, you know... The tennis player, right? Yeah, the tennis Mm. player. Uh, Interesting book, Uh, plot twist is, he hates
1: tennis.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He
2: hates it with a passion, somehow. Wow. Okay, okay. we'll speak about that in a different different subject. But anyway, uh, he speaks about his personal experience, what he felt when he reached number one, when he was number one world champion. You know what Mm. he said? Do you know what I feel when I'm number one champion? Nothing. 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 Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It feels like nothing. Like, okay, that's it. Like, meh. So subhanallah, you know, like you, you know, these are people who they, they experience it themselves. Yeah, These yeah. are, they write their own autobiography and they're saying this. So, but when you talk about Yawm al-Akhir, this will never change. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's number one. And number two, it's a guarantee. Yeah. If you think about it, right? If you do this with ikhlas and, and upon the sunnah, confirm you get reward. This is never the case with pursuits of dunya. Even when it comes to proven exercise regimes, you keep exercising, sometimes you just won't lose that benefit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <can> happen, right? <laughs> you do the best business marketing strategies in the world, yet, what? Mm. I'm still not taking off. What's happening, right? This is the natural nature of dunya, right? This is the way that Allah created the test of the dunya, right? Like there's no guarantee of profit, but when it comes to your investment in, in akhirah, it's a guarantee. So this is, this is actually very optimistic and empowering actually for Muslims, yeah. And actually, another one, another practical reason why Yamul Akhir, the intention of success and hereafter, is so powerful is because it always forces you to do better. You know why? Because you never yeah, know how you well you're doing. You
1: never know. You never yeah. know until you cross that that you you meet that day you will never know whether you... So this is something very scary as well at the same time and very motivating if I can say that, right?
2: Exactly, yes. It's super motivating (laughs) but super scary as well, right?
1: Yeah. The Quran Quran has a lot of uh,
3: uh, verses that that, 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 uh, uh, give uh, uh, punishment. uh, Warns you, right? But nobody gets stressed out and depressed out of it. Uh, People actually won't harder for it. Yeah, they make them more productive.
2: If. Exactly. 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 Very good point. Yes. MashaAllah. Yes, yes. MashaAllah. Because Allah says, <laughs> Fala huwa he says don't, don't ascribe yourselves as being pure because He knows best. He's the only one who knows who really has taqwa. So, SubhanAllah, if you look at the salaf, right, the companions, or the anhum, they always feel that deeds are not enough. Like they exactly. always feel like, oh, you know, like I'm going to go to the, I'm, uh, because of that one deed, Allah will punish me in the hellfire. These are people who are promised paradise, yeah. Yeah? yeah? There was one Tabi by the name of Ibn Abi Mulaika and this is narrated by Al-Bukhari, yeah? He said, I met 30 of the companions of the Prophet wa sallam radiallahu anhu, mm-hmm. listen to this, and every single one of them fear that they will fall into nifaq or hypocrisy. Wow. I don't know. None of them Claimed that he had the level of Iman or Jibril or Mikail. <laughs> SubhanAllah. <laughs> These are people guaranteed paradise, yeah? The companions, Radiallahu Anhum. Even in the Qur'an, yeah, there's a general, there are general verses that speak about their virtues, and yet still. They feared for themselves. It's not that they didn't believe in the uh, hadith of the Prophet that guaranteed them paradise. It's just that they didn't have trust in themselves.
4: Hmm. <laughs> they had yes, so yes. much
2: self-doubt.
1: Because so like, There's that little possibility that they might fall into that and that little possibility worries them that, you know, it might wreck the whole whatever they're doing, right? Yeah,
2: so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly what mean is saying. Like, it doesn't depress them. It's like, oh, that makes me more productive, right? I got to work harder now. Subhanallah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, subhanallah.
3: Because I think one of the concepts, I think like the companions, yeah. they have this concept, they got the purest concept of tawakal to them, right? Like one of the uh, uh, definitions of tawakal is like, a, if, there is a thousand, uh, if there's many means to achieve something and you have, you have completed all those possible means to so achieve something, you never for once even depend, you still depend on Allah to, to achieve that. Mean mm-hmm. there's one thousand ways to, oh. to 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 attain to attain something, and you have done it all one thousand ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. you still put your dependency on Allah to get it.
4: Yeah, not even yeah.
3: On, on one of your one thousand uh, actions that you have
1: done. Yeah, yeah. So that's in the in a nutshell not relying on any of your actions, but actually relying upon Allah, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Subhanallah. Yeah.
2: You know, when you say this, you know, it crossed my mind. You know, the phrase that there are many ways to skin a cat. So, hmm. so, so even if you figure out all the ways, but how do you relate this again? So it still comes down to like your trust in Allah. All those ways, yeah. it's relevant again. Can I? Can That's, I, right. Yep, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Pretty bad parallel, but yeah, that's what crossed my mind. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and sometimes we ask for barakah. Like sometimes because we are human, we are weak. Yeah, we might not be. Most of the time, we won't be able to do all the one thousand ways. But we hope only the one or two ways Absolutely.
1: that we are capable to do so, Allah give the full reward as well. Oh, mashallah, that's yeah, a good point. Yes yes, 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 yes. Yeah, good reflection, mashallah.
2: Also, maybe just to add, right, you know, like when we do a deeds for a while, as human beings, we tend to make feel mundane, right? Because, you know, there's a repetition to it, right? So sometimes you might feel tired or a bit, you know, it might feel a bit mechanical, right? So this intention is always important, always connected back to your big why. So the second you feel like things are getting a bit, you know, like, uh, you know, semi, me, same and things, there are always mechanisms in the sharia to actually get you back energised. So that's the benefit of, you know, the hadith about fadail a'mal, about the virtues of deeds. Mm. Yeah, SubhanAllah, if you think about it, right? it's so awesome how our deen reminds us like even the basic deeds that we do every day which seem like pretty mundane stuff, right? But there's so great rewards. Example, wudu. If you look at the hadith about wudu, subhanAllah, yeah, subhanallah. it's Allah. so motivating, man. <laughs> Every drop, you know, is one sin gone, you know, and then because of this wudu, these uh, body parts will shine, and that's how the Prophet will recognize, recognize you on the you, day Allah of judgment. Allah. MashaAllah, right? It's simple things you do, you, you do it without thinking in the morning, right? It's like a habit anyway, right? It's yeah, like distinctive. Yeah. You know, wash your face, wash your hands, you know, subhanAllah.
1: Yeah. So when you're in particular slump or you feel like you're a bit tired or doing it, just look into those small gems that, you know, as you mentioned before, uh, reflect on your actions and in in our deen, all of our actions, there is a, usually there's a very uh, beneficial virtue connected to it. Like the wudu, for example, that you mentioned before. So, um, mashallah, that that can really keep us going and keep us motivated in doing all these, um, sometimes that we perceive it mundane, but you know, when we reflect on it, it becomes something, you know, uh, great in our eyes. mashallah.
2: Yeah, even like your salah, right? The 5 time, five daily salah, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, it's like if you have a river at the side, then you wash yourself five times a day. SubhanAllah, if washing yourself in the river is, is like super clean. Then you, that's the imagery the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam gives you, right? Yeah. So that says this is how it cleans you from your sins. It motivates you, right? Mashallah. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it like the, the, the Prophet was asked, what's the best of deeds? The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, As-salatu ala waqtihah. To perform salat early upon the times. So if you think about it, every time you pray on time, oh, you just you remind yourself, oh, this is like the most beloved deed to Allah. Alhamdulillah, Allah mashallah. made it easy for me. Yeah. So, you know, simple hadith like this should make us like, oh, okay. Like, it should snap you out of that mundaneness. Oh, Alhamdulillah, Allah gave me the taufik to do this deed that he loves.
1: Yeah, mashallah. Another, another one that that's, uh, came, came to mind is the two the rakat before fajr is better than everything in the Ooh, yeah. world that contains it, yeah. inshallah. You look at what you have in the world, all the wealth and riches and whatnot that people have here, that two rak'ah that you do before Fajr, this is better in the sight of Allah than all of these things, subhanAllah. And if those two rak'ah is like that, what about the, the wajib, the Fajr player uh, itself, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, true. Uh,
1: imagine that, mashallah. This is something, if you re- just reflect on it, it's, it's makes you uh, humble, you know. Mashallah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and just to relate that to the other method about uh, consistency that we spoke about, about making easy. SubhanAllah, like the two raka'ah before Fajr, there's also other hadith in which it said that you perform it, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam perform it fast, right? Very quickly. Mm. Like not only is it short surah, al Kafirun and Wahad, but he performed it fast. So mm-hmm. it's performed easy and yet the reward is like... Pfft, Whole world, right, and everything's inside it. SubhanAllah, amazing!
1: <laughs> yeah, inshallah.
2: Okay, maybe another one as well. Um, how to grow, uh, how to build consistency is about establishing your identity. All right, I like this one, right? Okay, so this one is uh, I can quote from Atomic Habits, but there are a lot of uh hadith and of the Quran that supports this. But I'll just quote from Atomic Habits first to put the context, right? Say. If you want true behavior change, it comes from identity change. So people always focus. So he puts like three circles. So inside the core, which is ourselves, is identity, and then it's process and it's outcomes. So the problem about us is when we want to start habits, we think about outcomes first, right? We want mm. like mm-hmm. outcomes is like what? I want to lose weight. I want to memorize Quran. I want to, you know, like all these things. We, we talk about outcomes, but it's yeah. about identity first. Who are you? I am a Sahibul al- Quran. That's identity. So when you have that identity, then you have to ask yourself what does a companion of the Quran actually do? Then your habit comes from that. Ah, you see, right? Like yeah, you yeah. tie your habit to that. Oh, I'm a fit person. Oh, what does a fit person do? What does an athletic person do? Well, exercise regularly, eats well. Okay, that's my, the habit that I have to do to keep up to this identity. Hmm. But what, is so, what I find so amazing is that the Quran speaks of the way that Allah describes people in the Quran, certain groups of people in the Quran, is exactly what's spoken about in this, in this concept of identity. Example, yeah, how does Allah describe the Mu'minun, Surah Al Mu'minun? Right? Qad Aflahal then he talks about the habits of the believers, right? Mm. Those who have khushu in the salah, those who stay away from illegal intercourse, except though you know their wives and the, what they possess, you know, like it's
1: yeah.
2: habits, right? Yeah. Like, talk about Surah Al Imran, right? Okay. Yeah. It's rush towards Jannah, which Allah has prepared for those of the mutaqeen. Who are the mutaqeen? Ah, that is the habits, right? (laughs) right? Like, they they spend in their times of ease, difficulty, they they suppress their anger, they forgive people. Habits, right? Mm -hmm. Identity of the people of taqwa is the habits. Allah doesn't go to the textbook definitions of a person of taqwa. Okay, what is taqwa? No, He doesn't talk about that. If you want to be a person of taqwa, these are the habit lists that you have to do, right? not the outcome, right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, but not the outcome, exactly. It's the actions, right? So subhanAllah, actions, it's amazing. actions. In Surah Al-Furqan, for example, how does Allah speak about Ibadur Rahman? First characteristic, yeah? those who when the ignorant people talk to them, they reply with, Salam, ah, these are Ibadur Rahman. If you want to be Ibadur Rahman, act like that. Wow, so you know, there's a, there's a repetition of this. Even when it comes to people who Allah does not like, like the munafiqun, the hypocrites, right? Uh, when the when the hypocrites come to you, uh, they and they say that, oh, you are the messenger of Allah, then they testify that supposedly they testify that the Prophet is the Messenger of Allah. Now it speaks about how they behave, right? Like, oh, when you when you speak about them, you'll be amazed about them, you know. And then you know the, again, the habits, subhanAllah, amazing. Uh, even the simple surah that we, I think a lot, a lot of it memorized already, inshaAllah, like a ladhi yukathibu have you seen the people who denies the day of judgment, right? The denier of the day of judgment. Allah doesn't talk about who are the people who, what does it mean, the definition of denying day of judgment? Allah speaks about their habits. habits. They uh, oppress the orphan. They don't give food to the poor, right? And uh, there are people who are negligent in their prayer and then they don't give acts of kindness. Habits. Describing the people who the identity of deniers of the judgment. Oh, mashallah. Oh,
1: mashallah. <laughs> so in, in this all all this, the lesson here is that if you want to be successful uh and have uh you be on that path of success, identify and make sure that your identity is consistent to that, right? Yeah. Mashallah. And
2: also there's a there's a there's a flip side to it, yeah. So if you see certain of your actions are consistent with the identity of the people who Allah hates, and you should go on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. the this is the flip side to it, the
1: scary part of it. Mm-hmm. That's the amazing thing about the Quran is that every time we recite it and we reflect on it, it's always mm-hmm. it's like a constant reminder, you know. Allah mentioned in some ayah, these are the characters of characteristics of the muttaqin, of the mu'minun. In some ayah is the, the characteristics of the Kafirun. So you're always reminded by this ayah, and you're always reminded to rectify yourselves and um, uphold the identity that you want to be, which is the the good people, and yeah. let go of the characteristics that is not desirable and is mentioned in the Quran. So this is something uh, amazing when you do reflection of the Quran. Make sure you look out for these, these uh, particular ayah and, and try and implement these characteristics and make it your identity, right?
3: So, there was the, uh, the saying one, uh, uh scholars were saying that the, the hakikat, the true nature of istiqomah is actually following the footsteps of the Prophet and the companions. Mm-hmm. If, you're in, if you're doing that, that is istiqomah. Yep, if, yep. if you're not following them, even though you do it consistently, it's still not istiqomah. Yep, yep. so it has um, to uh, has to be you have, must have a reference that uh, for you to, to do that is to, to tie the, the 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 acts of, of which is on the path of the prophet as how it was understood by the by the companions
1: mm. and in therefore you know learning about the sunnah and implementing the sunnah of Rasulullah sallam, actually all of these uh, encapsulates the life and practices of Rasulullah. So, Salam and his companions, and therefore, when you learn and adopt that in your life, you are adopting that identity, you know, and you identify yourselves with that group, you know, the group that uh, uh, Rasulullah uh, mentions and identifies with, and in the day of judgment, these these you know people will be driven in groups, right? And you want mm. to be from the 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 group that will be successful so that's in a lesson as well you know um learning about the sunnah and implementing the sunnah in your lives is also adopting that identity the the islamic identity that was taught by Wasallam so to his companions and therefore that is the identity that you want to adopt to uh have success in this life and the hereafter
0: mm. so, Just this concept of Small steps, big impact, right? It can, it can work in both ways. <laughs> See, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, any deeds that we are initiating or you and I are initiating may have a big impact to us in the future, right? So I think we, sh- we should always check. Are the steps you and I are taking now giving a positive or negative impact for the future? Or is it something that will please Allah? Just like what you mentioned uh, there are some uh, characteristics or whatever steps we are we are taking now is it in line with uh, the positive thing that we should do Mm. and Mm. subhanallah and other than that i think we need to always have a what to say self-audit to make sure that whatever we do we need to have the intention that or we need to check is it getting cl- uh, is it uh, getting closer to Allah in our ibadah, our work, and or when we are with our family or whatever we do? So when when I think about it, mm. it can it can work both ways. <laughs> yeah, that's a I really like good point.
2: The, yeah, yeah, that's inshallah. a good
0: point. Because for example, like you
2: had, you need to catch yourself, right? Because <laughs> we, we, we're speaking more on the productive line, but it can be like even the mundane habits that you start doing subconsciously, you don't realize, right? Maybe it can be smartphone habits, social media habits, YouTube habits, right? You don't see the impact yet, but, you know, Mm -hmm. if you start, it piles up and then that becomes your identity, right? That also leads you down a not so good trajectory, right? So it's quite dangerous. Like, for example, we speak about, uh, let's just say, for example, the habit of watching pornography. Mm -hmm. It might start small with something like curiosity, Oh, like what's that right
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then it, it's because it's so easy to access look at look at like, like they even they know these these steps right so they make it easy for you to access they make it cheap for you to access right so you just try one small one mm-hmm. and then you get, get that gratification and then you just maybe you know one more minute maybe you start <laughs> small and then subhanallah it uh,
0: just snowballs that, that reminds you know let's fix it You just mm-hmm. start with one episode <laughs> now you yeah. know you are on it season 6 <laughs> yeah, yeah true true subhanallah and now you are on yeah. season 6 subhanallah yeah 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 true 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 subhanallah and procrastinating mm.
4: yeah your bo- true
0: your boss asks you to or write a paper for this proposal <laughs> procrastinate procrastinate <laughs> <laughs> oh, Allah
2: Akbar in fact actually sometimes since you mentioned this right even ignoring a cue is also a habit mm-hmm. a simple oh, example yeah. right like if you if there's adhan and you just ignore eh, whatever lah. That becomes a habit if you do it twice. It becomes a habit, yeah. Three times mm. habit. Then eventually, adhan means nothing to you. This <sighs> is dead. this is scary. This is scary yeah,
0: yeah. because uh, this
2: scary. is what uh, the the Prophet Sawsam says is like the 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 heart that's dead. Like Ibn Taymiyyah speaks about this. A heart that's dead is the one that you give reminders. It doesn't like doesn't has no 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 guilt. Doesn't feel In, anything.
0: Yeah, I have to be frank. When the MCO, the lockdown happens right we cannot go to the mosque. Mm, it feels yeah. like I cannot go to the mosque. I feel like uh, uh I I'm not used to not going to the mosque if it's the Azan is there. yeah there's something yeah. wrong there. But mm. when times goes by it, it it goes other way around. Right, right. I, am I going to the mosque now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got you. <laughs> yeah. You see, it can, it can work both ways, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. SubhanAllah.
2: <laughs> SubhanAllah, you know, like, when you say that Aziz, because like, yeah, my wife also said, I made an observation because when we were praying, because of the lockdown, right? We prayed at home, right? So my my son, who was at, at the time was like two to three years old, he re- listened to the recitation every day. So because of that, like he uh, was less accustomed to yeah, he's listened to Quran every day, uh, constantly, right? So, mashallah, like he 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 uh, was it was very useful for him. So when the masjid's open that's the thing that held me back from going to masjid. And like, ah, if I go, then I'll deprive my son from listening to my recitation at home. You know, like, there's a trick, you know, like, ah, this is shaitan. You know?
1: <laughs> it yeah, comes so, from the pathway of, uh, from the good <laughs> from Oh Yeah, the outside, uh? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Inside, there's a phrase, right? The road to hell is paved with good intentions, but it's not as like a wrong phrase. Wrong phrase. But that's what they say, right? This is how shaitan leads you, right? It's, ah, bro, it's yeah. something good, right? It's-
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bad.
2: Another another thing as well Another tip to to Be consistent as well Is to break it down To the specific actions One of the biggest factors Why people fail in their New Year's resolutions You know why? Because they always use These vague ambitious goals I want Mm. to lose weight
1: Mm. So (laughs) I uh,
2: I want to recite more Quran Ah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> right? You no, know? I want to perform more tahajjud do more dawa. What do you mean? Like I want to improve my podcast. Huh? Like you know, this is so vague, right? Like I want to be a better husband, better better, uh, better son, better daughter for my parents what do you mean better? Like, what what do you mean? So you see, this is the problem. Like, if if it's so ambiguous, you won't start doing anything. You have to break it down. You have to, what does it mean? What does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be better? What does it mean to be accessible in this? Something that is specific, measurable, what can you do? So for example, if you're talking about I want to lose weight, it should be more specific than that. One more precise. Like, okay, I'm going to, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'll put on my exercise clothes at 5 p.m. Exercise at least five minutes. At least, you know, that's tangible, right? Yeah. Uh, then you can track those. I want yeah. to recite Quran. Okay. Don't put more specific goals. After Fajr, I will commit to reciting one page. It's okay. I mean, it's it's not much, mm. but Alhamdulillah, right? It's it's still a consistency. That's what, what you want. But it's specific, yeah. right? Now you're yeah. tying it to something that's tangible,
0: right? Yeah. Okay. So what like does you're it making mean? A yes. Yes. You're making a system. Yes. Making a system. That's much the other. one.
2: Yeah. I think I think that's a better <laughs> that's a better way to categorize this. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I, I want to improve podcasting, right? So that's what I wanted. That's one of my goals, right? But I have, I have to ask myself, what aspect do I want to improve? Is it the, the quality of the research for the podcast episodes? Is it uh, the conversation style? Is it I want to be better at going back and forth with the brothers or the people I, we are interviewing? Is it my delivery method in the way that I'm speaking? Like, is it, uh, you know, like, what is it I want to improve? And how do I improve that? Uh, why, yeah, what no. can I learn to improve those? Uh, so, you know, like, mm. break it down. Like, if you want to be a better husband or better, uh, maybe uh, better to your parents, right? Put a specific action item. I will call mm. my par- parents at least two minutes, two minutes, minimum four times per week. Doesn't sound like much, right? But, alhamdulillah, it's track- trackable, right? It's yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's an improvement, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what I suggest. Mm, at least sure. start
1: something. Yeah. And that's actually mm. what, you know, uh, it's mentioned in the book Atomic Habits. And it's even going one step further. He says, uh, the author says, James Clear, he says, forget about setting goals. He says, goals, <laughs> yeah. you know, even winners and losers, they all have goals, right? <laughs> but instead, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. set a system. <laughs> and you know, the, achieving a goal, usually this is just a momentary change. Yeah. Like, uh, Brother Aziz mentioned uh, previously as well. What if you achieve that goal, like you actually achieve that goal, then what next? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, does that mean that you just go back to square one and do what you ha- have been doing, or and then you feel empty after that? So it's more yeah. beneficial to set a system, whereby that system, as Brother Faisal mentioned, is is gearing you towards that direction, gearing you towards that success, and therefore, when you implement that system, even though it's it's very small actionable steps, but implementing that system in, in a good discipline and in a consistent way, this will inshallah lead you to um, the breaking point of success uh, once you go along. So having that system, the system of habits, this is way more beneficial actually than um, particular setting, but uh, setting goals per se. So maybe um, this is something that we can look into, You know, setting a system instead of um, just specific mm. goals or...
0: Just, or just focus on a goal. Goal, yeah, just goal similar, is important, yeah. Right? Goal is important as well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like a guide for you, but mm. uh, most people, they they forget to put the system.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's yeah. where a lot of people, I guess, uh, fall in that sense. Yeah. Goals without, without actionable systems. Uh, mm-hmm. Systems, yeah. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah, speaking I think well, syst- once you have system, I think uh,
3: it's also important to have the ecosystem as well. The companions, oh, okay. the, the, the friends, okay. yeah, right. that that that, that oh, share okay. the same goals, same yeah. habits, yeah. Then it makes it easier to to yeah. to, do, to, uh, to, to uh, start on
2: on certain habit and yeah. keep it yeah. continuous. Yeah, Yeah, speaking about friends, I, I think I'll speak a bit about this. So you know, it's, friends are so important, right? Because they're, they're, I just relate to hadith. There are so many hadith, but I just I, I just want to relate to to this. Prophet saw said like, the example of a good good companion is like the one who's selling mask, right? So at best you buy perfume from that person you get that you get that goodness from that person but at the very least you smell nice right that's the effect of having good companionship and so this is the idea of you we want, we want to build, you want to find people who are helping you towards the goal that you're trying to achieve so if you want to if you want to get, you want to be better at quran try to find friends who are also having that same goal so they will motivate you right so the idea and the, the influence of friend is so powerful that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi says so awesome. uh, and a person is upon the deen, the deen of his best friend. Khalil is like, you know, BFF. That's close friend, yeah. Close friend, right? Close friend, yeah. So the Prophet said, beware of those who you consider as your best friend. So the, the thing about having best friends, right, that there's a lot of dimensions to it because when you have your a, a good friend, you you not only you, you spend more time with them, number one. So there's a lot of triggers that happen on the way. The more time you spend with them, the more they trigger you to do something. So of course, you know, people, they don't, they don't just sit static, right? You do stuff, right? So you mm-hmm. have a righteous friend, they will trigger you to do those things. And if you have a not so righteous friend, they will trigger you to do bad things. Why do people start smoking? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Why do people start marijuana? Really? <laughs> Can people just start mm-hmm. from nowhere? Can people just like, huh, I feel like trying heroin today. Mm. where do I start? You know, like it always goes through friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so
0: yeah, yeah. It's, that's how powerful it, it is. You need friends to get that stuff, right? Exactly. <laughs> you
2: need that connections <laughs> in the first place, right? Yeah. And the thing about friends is like, you find a lot of, because they're like your peers and also people who have that same, you know, that same sort of like, um, I would say, uh, interests. Interest, yeah. Yes. Common interests, common habits, hob, uh, hobbits, right? Uh, Hobbies. <laughs> <Hobbits. Yeah.
1: Hobbits. laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so bad It's totally unintentional Okay So so the idea is like uh, You want their validation Psychologically Subconsciously Mm -hmm. So if you find That good circle of friends You say Even though you might start With the wrong intention But at least you're doing that Right And then you correct Your intentions along the way Right so you, mm-hmm. you get to push yourself towards that direction. And then you know it, it makes the task easy now. Because now when you doing it with your with that peer pressure to help you with the goods with the good side, yeah, we're talking about the good peer good pressure. Peer pressure, like, yes. Yeah, yeah, we're using it to fuel that part, not the smoking and drugs and all this thing, but talking about righteous friends. Because I've seen this myself and I've experienced this myself. So when you have this, actually, it doesn't feel like a chore. It feels like ah, you know, friendly competition, like you know, like, <laughs> like just you know, just just being friends, you know. So yeah. it doesn't feel yeah. like a burden. And this is so important that it makes you this, what Simon Sinek in his book, um, Infinite Game, he calls worthy rival. Like you have mm-hmm. always somebody who you measure up to. Ah, oh, this guy's doing better than me. Okay, I'm going to one up this guy. The companions were like this. The companions were always like, ah, I know like, Omar, the famous guy, ah, right? oh, today I'm going to beat Abu Bakr. You just, you wait, right? <laughs> but, but Abu Bakr was not like, oh, I'm going to beat you, Omar. No, he was just mm. doing his thing. It was yeah. all in Omar's mind. He was like, oh, okay. You, you are <laughs> think, okay, okay. Today, today, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. you know, the companions were like this. The companions were like, there was one hadith, very interesting hadith. So, the 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 companions were like, ah, oh, the, the, the poorer companions. They were complaining to the Prophet, oh, it's not fair. No, it's not fair. They didn't say not fair, but there's like, oh you know the rich people they get they get good deeds from sadaqah and uh, we don't you know we're deprived from this the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says every time you say Subhanallah 33 times uh, Alhamdulillah and Allahu Akbar 33 times it's better than all that they can give in sadaqah uh,
1: okay okay okay, okay. Uh, we'll do this <laughs> and then they then come then and then that what happened what happened please please <laughs> the <phone dog. laughs>
2: so then they then they came back to Rafa, yeah Rasulullah they also, the rich, guys. His yeah. <laughs> the rich guys also do this hadith, so they're giving in sadaqah and they're doing dhikr. They still be oh. and the prophet sallam, says, <laughs> This is from the nikmah of Allah that he gives to whoever he wills. So, Subhanallah, even the rich guys were, comp- <laughs> were
0: competing <laughs> with, <laughs> with, the, with these guys. Right? <laughs> so what this- what a environment, right? Yeah, yeah it's like amazing. a community of high achieving muslim exactly. wow. that's the one <laughs> that's what we need that's yeah. what we need sure. hey, seriously that what that's what we need you know when we are talking about to build a community of high achieving muslim like i know that i'm not the one who should talking about this but when when we when we actually want to start this but i really wish that we have this kind of community i don't know If we have it or we don't have it, uh, which uh, community that we can change ideas, tips and tricks. And what most important is that the tips and tricks are within the the dean. dean, Yeah, yeah, we have many motivational talks, uh, business gurus and corporate courses. But how do we connect all of this stuff with the dean? But because some mm-hmm. some people say, oh, no, 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 no. Work is work. Life is life. Religion is yeah, yeah. ibadah. Yeah. When we'll we pray or pass. Yeah. <laughs> but we cannot, we cannot separate our life with work, right? Because we need no. to work <laughs> and we need our life. Yeah. It's true. In quite... In fact, uh, Islam covers all of those. Yeah, right? and, uh, and, yeah. Yeah, true. Ma-shallah. And how do we... Um, and and some some people have this uh, high achievers because of money or what uh, people talk about about them or the position when and to build a community of high achieving uh, this uh, what 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 are we doing right now in the podcast maybe we won't see the impact now and inshallah i, I pray with uh, we inshallah we we will have this kind of uh, community with this initiative but for now it seems like we just just sitting and talking chit chat so what is the result right we always yeah, think yeah. but mm. after season 1 we have this session that we are connecting with our listeners subhanallah we uh, for the listeners who 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 attend that uh, feedback uh, suggestion session, uh, we we really do appreciate uh, yeah, mashallah. your mashallah. feedback and uh, suggestion. But now, we know that there are people who care to listen, who wants to be part of this yeah, community, true. right? Yeah, These sure. are the small steps. I, I pray Allah that we can have this community that support each other. Maybe we cannot see the impact now, but maybe to our children, or to our youngsters
2: and I mean, swan, lah. Yeah, Allah. actually, what you said is is very true. I remember it was very touching to hear like people yeah. sharing their experiences, and what that re- what that teaches us as well is that yeah. never belittle any good deed that you do. Like yeah, if you're yeah. encouraging people, it actually has a big impact to them. So when they like made the time to come to our tell our feedback exchange sessions to to make the time to show up and to share their honest thoughts. Yeah. Like it was very impactful for us. It really motivated yeah. us to keep going, right? Yep, yep. So it, like, it seems small, but subhanAllah it's very, very impactful. Yeah.
0: Actually, our listeners are giving a big impact to us. And yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Why we want to yeah. bring the guests that maybe can give more input to the listeners and to ourselves, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. It starts with just small step that we <laughs> we have a meeting before subhanAllah. Yeah. And some people Inshallah. insist that we shouldn't go public, right? So.
2: May Allah reward anyway. whoever helped us
0: I I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah.
2: But by subhanAllah, like speaking about friends, right? This is, uh, mm. we spoke about this in the feedback. I mean, in the, I think this was the season one finale, I think. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about this. And this is something I reflect about us, the five of us as well. Actually, having this friends to, this common mm. friends working together in that same goal, it's very important because if you don't have them, you might not do it by yourself. Mm, yeah. Like I shared in that session, think about it, right? SubhanAllah, Allah gave us the taufik to do 40 episodes in one year all this while working and family and all these other obligations that we're doing, you know, subhanallah, like mm-hmm. it's not easy to do, right? The, the the effort that you have to put in for every episode, it's it's substantial, right? Yeah. Subhanallah. But somehow it happened. But 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 if you ask me to do it, you ask me by myself to do 40 episodes. <laughs> it's not, not
1: gonna it's happen, mountain,
2: nah? <laughs> It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And even I, I, I told you guys, right? I probably I'm, I'm the guy who's like pushing everyone. Okay, hey, guys, can let's do this, like, do this let's do this, let do this. But if you guys right. are not there, I wouldn't push myself to do it. I cannot do that. <laughs> 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 I need the people to like, oh, let's do it right. like let's Inshallah. come together and do this. You know.
0: <laughs> Inshallah, Inshallah. It's like a habit right now, right? Every week we need to meet. It's yeah. it's like a system that we build.
2: Yes, yeah. it is, it we is. Show up. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then, yes, yeah, so, you know, Subhanallah, so, you speak about this, right? You know, uh, like, because you've done it like so frequently, this is what happened last year. And because now we're starting, so that momentum isn't quite there. But I remember like last year when the momentum was really strong, because you kept doing research every week, right? You realize that some of the Dalil, you've already done it like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Yep. And just yep. right, You know, like open up the previous ones. So it compounds, yeah? Compounds, it's not like yeah. every episode is done in isolation. It's not like that. It's always like, oh, it's always coming back to the same roots and the same ideas and expanding yeah, yeah, just yeah, different exactly.
1: angles exactly so, yeah. and and we found that actually it's built around a lot of the same core principles you know yeah. a lot of the life challenges or productivity tips. It all revolves around some um, pattern uh, core core <laughs> so, principles. Yeah. And, uh, we're waiting for the book from uh, Faisal or uh, Aziz. For this. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't that's
2: calling us out,
1: huh? <laughs> well, we all want to make it easy. But okay. yeah, <laughs> we have something to think about for us. I mean, I mean, I mean.
2: Yeah, ta- talking about systems as well, I think I want to share as well. We should try, and if you want to build a habit, right, try to integrate it into your existing cues or inside your already daily habits. So mm-hmm. this is the this is how we want to make it easy. Because if you want to start something out of the blue, it's gonna be not, it's not gonna be easy. Yeah, it's not gonna be organic, yeah. You need a lot of willpower to force yourself. And tomorrow, if that cue is not gonna happen again, you're probably not gonna do it again. So, what you wanna do is like you're already doing something, try to insert that habit after that. So actually, right, this idea is entrenched in our deen. yeah. So, for example, uh, like talk about dhikr, for example, right? So dhikr has a lot of benefits. And uh, maybe that's, it's we don't want to go, go, go into that, but if you think about it, right? Uh, Allah says in, in Surah Taha, Ha wa aqimis li dhikri that performs salah for my remembrance. That's how important it is. the, the essence of salah itself is for it's, dhikr. Mm, yep. Yeah. That's how important it is. And then Allah says in Surah Al ya baya yuhalladina amanu udhkurullaha dhikran kathira. Oh who you you oh, you who believe, remember of Allah with a lot of dhikr, a lot of remembrance. So how does Allah teach us to make dhikr a habit? Imagine if Allah says like do 1,000 dhikr per day. Like, in our heads, like, oh I, I don't know how when I'm gonna find to do this, time to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So instead, Allah teaches us you do dhikr by integrating it with your daily lives. Right, so think about it. Right, this is how like the book *Historical Muslim*. We all love this book, right? It's the uh, best, uh, uh, the best pocket book that you'll ever invest yeah, in. Yes, <laughs> exactly,
1: <laughs> mashallah.
2: <laughs> so look at the book, like just look at the the, the table of contents uh, *Fortress of Muslim*. You can also download it in the Qalbi apps. There, there are some of the daily, the daily uh, deeds as well. There's always dhikr attached to the everyday habits that you do anyway. When you wake up, there's a dhikr When you go to the toilet, there's a dhikr. Getting dressed, there's a dikir. Leaving the house, entering the vehicle, going to the masjid, entering the masjid, leaving the Shelf. masjid, after salah. All of this small dikir, right? One dhikr here, one dhikr there, one dikir here, one dikir there. Easily adds up to a thousand. Right? Yes. It feels like Nah, it doesn't feel like anything, right? Wake up, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Ahaya nabaa ada Go to the toilet, Allahumma ini become the khabithi khabaith. Come out go for car. That's already three. But oh that feels like nothing, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: So if you stack it all up, it was, it, those
1: are small, small victories, right? It, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. And then like just, just effortless, effortlessly, you can do thousands per day. But if Allah just told you just two thousand per day too much man <laughs> you know what I mean? but but if you like integrated like you're already doing this you're already going to work anyway you're going to get ready you're going to get dressed oh you're getting dressed is already one dhikr you're going to go have breakfast right oh, okay bismillah that's one sunnah that's one dhikr right you finish eating one dhikr drink bismillah finish drinking, alhamdulillah, already the cure. So, you know, like it's it stacks up. So yeah. actually, we can take a lot of lessons from this. And I learned from this from the book, uh, Tiny Habits. So what the author does is like, he if he wants to do the habit of push-ups, he says every time he leaves the toilet, he'll do two push-ups. Two push-ups easy, right? Like, you know, effortless, yeah. right? Yeah. But how many times you go to the toilet per day? Mm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it stacks up. Yeah. So you, you can apply this in anything in your life. If you want to do a hundred dhikr this, this is what I try to do. So uh, this is like what i is sharing. So every time I go to the masjid or musolah, I try to plant this habit. Just do like five or ten dhikr So like, for example, maybe five or ten times. That target is ten, but at least five for me. So you go once, five or uh, ten, go back 10, five times per day, you already get hundred, right?
1: Mm. Easy peasy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So,
2: SubhanAllah bihamdi, a hundred times, right? So maybe subhanAllah bihamdi, like just ten times, go like subuh ten times, coming back ten times, zuhur ten times, eh, hundred.
1: Yeah anything,
2: yeah. anything other than that, bonus, alhamdulillah, right? <laughs> Inshallah. So this is how I actually I I got to the habit of trying to memorize Qur'an. I, I used to take morning walks just to memorize Qur'an. It's difficult for me to like sit down and memorize. So. I would, for, I would like put a habit, okay, after Fajr, just spend like 15 minutes, just go outside, do nothing else, just memorize something. So mm. after some time, you get, you, 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 get, you get a lot of benefit if you do that consistently. So actually, that's what my mom did actually. Uh, that's how my mom memorized Surah al kaf actually. Mashallah. It's through taking morning walks. That's it. Everything was through morning walks. None of that was sitting down and memorizing like, you know, like uh, in front of the Mus'haf.
0: Oh, you get health and spiritual both.
1: Exactly.
2: (laughs) Exactly, Masha'Allah.
1: And that's very sustainable, I would say, because it doesn't tire you. It doesn't, it's not hard on you. You do things that you are doing anyways, like taking a walk, which is also enjoyable. And at the same time, you are also combining it with also memorizing Quran and therefore, in the long run, you don't necessarily get, get um, you know, overworked from or, or burn out from that easily, you know?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, true. yeah. <laughs> So look for something in your life, anything, any existing routine. You're taking the step, every time you take walk up the stairs, say one salawat. Oh, by the way, just want to make mm-hmm. a side comment. So people mm-hmm. are saying like, oh, doesn't this become bid'ah? It doesn't become bid'ah if you don't make it like a shar anything. Like, you know, like, oh, every time you do this, you must do this. I bet. Mm-hmm. Then that's a problem, you know? But mm-hmm. you're saying like, this is just a personal practice. I do this, mm. when I when this happens, that's my cue to do this. Yeah. If it helps you, you can do that. But I'm not saying that it's better shara'i-wise. I'm not saying that you get 500 times more reward. No, I'm, I'm not mm. saying that no. oh, at yeah, all. Yeah. This is just a personal practice
1: I do. Correct, correct. Mm. correct. And in actual fact, also the dicker from uh, Hisnul Muslim that you mentioned also before, uh, it shows that for every action that we do throughout our day, from, from the moment we wake up, we go to the toilet, we have our... First, we put on our clothes, we get out of the house, we get in the car, every single thing has its own dhikr. And then, yeah. if you really think about it, you know, and if we implement it in our lives, your whole life suddenly becomes um, a remembrance of Allah for every action that you do. So, mm-hmm. it's amazing, actually, if you think about it, because then it transforms your whole life that you are living your life remembering Allah in all the actions that you are doing. So this is something uh, quite profound. I, I think that we can try and try and do uh, pick up the little pocketbook and try and implement the duas uh, throughout our daily lives. So. Yeah,
2: and like as i say as well, uh, just just to give a tips to the to the listeners out there, including myself, it might seem intimidating. Like. If you just open the the the, the contents, right? It's like, oh, so many dua. Like, yeah. where do I start? Just, yeah. just do
1: one first. Just do one, yes. That's <laughs> like it, the
2: smallest one. One first. <laughs> yeah, just yep. one first. Yep. If yep. it's, e- start with the easy one, right? Bismillah, before drinking, Alhamdulillah, after drinking. Come on. Like, that's, the, that's super easy, right? Start easy one first. And then habit, habit planted in. And then move, add more, add more, add more. Add more a bit by bit by bit. Inshallah. It'll feel very, very seamless. Yeah. Yes,
1: mashallah. Inshallah. Right, so, um, so anything else, brothers? Alhamdulillah, I think we've covered quite a lot, yeah. a lot of aspects of, from the whys and the hows, the whys, why we should implement the small steps to see the big impacts in our lives, whether it's in the dunya or the akhirah, and also uh, the barakah of being consistent. So we hope that also with the steps that we also touch on the house, uh, that we can also try and implement this and maybe all benefit from it. And uh, inshallah, we can try and implement it in our lives to to, uh, look how it can be very transformative for our lives uh, and for our pursuit of excellence in the dunya and the hereafter. So um, I guess with that, if there's nothing else from the brothers, um, we can conclude, inshallah, for the first episode of season two. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah May Allah make it easy for us to uh, continue season two till the very end. And uh, we do hope that you stay with us and um, we have some very interesting uh, uh, things that we're in, st- in store for you uh, in season two, as Ferdinand Faisal gave some sneak peek before in the, in the guest interviews. So, watch out for that. And that's also part of the growth that we're trying to implement as a small step in our uh, growth of the Barqa effect. So, may Allah make it easy and may Allah make it beneficial for all of us. I mean, I mean, so with that, uh, we conclude the episode. Jazakumullah khairan again for listening. And uh, if you do have any questions or feedback, as usual, do reach out to us in our social media or even in our email. And we'd be happy to uh, be in touch with you, And as we always do. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, this is <laughs> subhanakallahumma bihamidik, inshaidu'ala ilaha 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 ilaha. Astaghfirullah wa tubu ilaik. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.
0: Waalaikumsalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.